right, so your boy made a little bit of an oopsie, you know? Uh, at the start of the recording, I had my gain up way too high on my mic, so it sounded absolutely awful. Absolutely trash. And I do not want to give you guys a trash quality recording. So I'm going to do the intro right here, and uh, it'll sound good, okay? So, yeah, what's up, Waterboy? We're here. Uh, we're going to be interviewing uh, Creature, uh, the, the man, the myth, the legend, the dude with all the picks in the league. Just kidding, that's me. I have, I have a lot of picks. Um, but anyway, let's get on with the interview. Sure, yeah. Uh, what's up, guys? I'm Mr. Creature, Walter Creech, a.k.a. W. Creature. Um, yeah, I really mm-hmm. enjoy playing Dynasty Fantasy Football. This is the first league that I've ever been in, and seeing all you guys active, and like the whole team-building aspect has been super fun. But yeah, we're here to dissect my team, which uh, probably will not be competing this year, but maybe um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Just you kidding. Know. <laughs> it's not competitive. Um, yeah, so, I mean, really, overall, I think you've done a good job. There's some things, actually, some trades, I think, I think you're the team that I was thinking this about, but some of your trades have been a little, a little, um, weird. Uh, we're not going to get into that yet. I'll, I'll get into that at the end. Um, but, I mean, really... We can get started on the first position group, and that would be the quarterback position. <laughs> all right? So, we got, you know, the, the headliner here, all right? Kyler Murray. And Kyler Murray gets disrespected so much. You know, it's like Kyler Murray, by the in the eyes of the community, is, I mean, maybe not. I haven't checked Keep Trade Cut. But maybe on keep check up, but for the sentiment from what I've seen is that Kyler Murray is like the QB seven, QB eight, QB six, somewhere around there. But like uh, just from what I've heard, some people are they they think the consensus ranking I think is like you know Mahomes, Allen, uh, Herbert, Burrow, um, somebody else there. Uh, and then Lamar, and then I think Kyler is there along with some other guys. And I yeah. think that because, you know, I definitely take Kyler over Burrow and Herbert for sure. Agreed. Yep. Because he he is just so much more consistent purely because he can rush. Yep. And that is, I'll, I will always take the rushing quarterback over the elite passer. Because mm-hmm. it's really, it's kind of just a game of, you know, the floor on a rushing quarterback who can get you like 30 to 40 yards a game at the low end. That That's three to four points of added floor. So where Burrow and Herbert are going to bottom out at like 13 points if they have a bad passing game. Yeah then Kyler will be in the 17 to 18 range. And, exactly. And that's, it's just, I would rather have Kyler over Herbert and Burrow, like for sure. Um, and I know that, I know that like for a fact that Burrow's going to be overvalued going into, you know, this upcoming year. 
because playoff heroes always are. And I just think, because, you know, Kyler, as a rookie in 2019, he was the QB 12. And he was the QB 6 in his second year in 2020. And then the QB 4 last year. All these are in points per game, by the way. Because uh, that's how you should do it, you know. So, uh, he averaged 17, 23, and 21 points per game in those years, respectively. And he is just so consistent. And the injury kind of hurt him last year. But honestly, do we really expect these injury, that one injury to derail his career? I just think that it's recency bias. And I think that Kyler Murray is an elite fantasy option. One of the most reliable players. And he's going to get paid soon. Whether it's with the Cardinals or elsewhere. Yep. And it's just... You can't, you can't, you you have to go with what he's been doing because he's been so consistent. And I know I've been harping on this same point, but people are are low on Kyler for some reason. I don't know why. Um, yeah, but you I you think, can you can speak your piece now. I'll I'll let you talk about him. Yeah, I think a lot of the reason people are low on Kyler is because he started off so well last year. Um, like especially the beginning of the year, the first couple of weeks, he was going off consistently and then he had the injury and DeAndre Hopkins got injured and he kind of like fell off a little bit. So people didn't see him as consistent as he could be. But like you said, like the rushing floor that he has is, is up there with like the elite rushing quarterbacks, like Josh Allen, like Lamar Jackson, and he could, he's able to pass in this offense. I think that him getting Hollywood Brown, his former college teammate, will actually help his situation in Arizona. Whether or not he resigns there is to be to be determined, but I, I personally think he will. Um, and I think they're they're doing what they should, and they're building around him because he is a legit franchise quarterback. <clears throat> he is the short king lives, and he <laughs> will live in all eternity. Okay, so. Kyler is awesome, and I wanted to play a little game for you here. All right, All right. so I'm going to give you a couple of softballs here, and then I'm going to hit you with the big ones, okay? Okay. So, Kyler or Justin Herbert? Uh, uh, is, is this assuming, like, four-point passing touchdown, like, yes. standard-ish? Standard. Okay. Four-point to passing people. touchdown, I would, go, I would go Kyler. All right. Joe Burrow. Kyler or Joe Burrow? Kyler still. All right. Now... Kyler or Lamar? Yeah, that one's tough. Um, I think Lamar Jackson is incredibly underrated in the Me fantasy too. community, just because he's like he's been. Last year was not the best year, but I mean, you've seen what he can do. He can put yeah. up historic numbers on the ground and through the air combined. Like he's not a bad passer, as many people think. He's not. He's and a I really think, good passer. Yeah, I think he'll recover a lot of value this year, and I think he'll he'll be. I think I think I would take Lamar in that one, but I think it's really close. Yeah, and he wasn't even that bad last year. Yeah, he, he wasn't. Um, so I think personally, I would take Kyler. I have Kyler as my QB three uh, in wow. Dynasty, <coughs> and um. And and Lamar, he's my QB four. So, I yeah. I I think that they're they're neck and neck. But I'd take Kyler purely because he's younger and he doesn't rely on his feet as much. 
Like mm-hmm. Lamar is a rushing quarterback. The, his X factor is his rushing. Definitely. But Kyler is an elite passer who can rush. Yeah. And definitely. And I think that given that and given his more sustainable, you know, play style, I'd take Kyler and he's my QB three. Uh, and then just behind those guys are, you know, Burrow and Herbert in, you know, neck and neck with those two. Um, but, <coughs> oh my God, hold on. All right. So, um, it, behind Kyler, you have Mitch and Jordan Love and, <laughs> and we're in one QB. So, you know, it's fine. I don't, I don't really care. So, you know, Mitch has a chance to prove himself as a starter in 2021, or 2022, dude, come on, man. All right, so, <laughs> but if we're being realistic here, Kenny Pickett's going to be starting by midseason. You know? I definitely, yeah, definitely at some point during the year, yeah. he'll take over. And then Jordan Love, um, if he gets traded out of Green Bay, he gets some relevance, but other than that, he's he's pretty much irrelevant, you know? Yep. So, um, you have any thoughts on those guys? Um, not really. I picked up Mitch like for the offseason just because I knew he would get a chance to become a starter somewhere, and then he did, but then the quarterbacks all fell, and and they dra- the Steelers drafted the quarterback that they wanted. So obviously I think Pickett will start at some point. Um, and then Jordan Love looks like a good pickup when Rodgers looks like he was going to retire, but you know. Now Rogers, who knows when he's going to retire? He's already uh, he's still elite, and he's pretty old, so he could probably play as long as he wants. Yeah, people are underrating uh, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I, I think. Um, yeah, they it, he just came off of two seasons where he was an elite fantasy option, scoring like thirty points a game, yep. 20, 20, 30 points a game, and now people think he's just going to fall off a cliff. I I doubt it. Um, all right, so. Really, it's kind of just Kyler and then yep. everybody else, but that's really, it's one QB, you know, cool. I would honestly, I think that you have, I mean, you know, obviously given he's my QB three, I think you have the third best quarterback room in, you know, our league. So yeah. um, next, we're going on to the running backs. It's yeah. interesting here. <laughs> it's interesting here. So, um... You know, Cam Akers, Zach Moss, Eno Benjamin, Tony Jones. That's yep. who we got here. Um, so Cam Akers, he had, honestly, people are really high on him because of his rookie season. He was pretty irrelevant in his rookie season. He had like one or two good games at the end, but he finished as the RB 53 with 7.8 points per game in his rookie season. Um, and really all the hype has been on his athleticism, which I agree, he's a, he was a freak athlete. Um, and then he tore his Achilles um, in training camp. So, I mean, we really, we his dynasty value just got tanked after that. But yep. then he returned late in 2021, got back for the last game of the season, um, and he was hot buns. Okay. <laughs> he was awful. Um, putting it, putting it nicely. Uh, he, I mean, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's 
expected given the fact that he missed five months uh only five months he should have been out for like a year at least mm-hmm. um but he came back early and he averaged a whopping 2.23 yards per carry in his five games played in 2021 <laughs> uh 2021 that's including the postseason uh for a total of 175 yards and zero touchdowns uh, on the receiving end, actually, bright note, he he amassed 11 receptions for 86 yards. That's super cool, right? <laughs> no, not really. Uh, half those yards came on one play. Um, yep. <laughs> so uh, I loved Akers before the injury. I just don't feel comfortable betting on him, you know, beating this injury and coming back and being the athlete he was before. I just think that we're we're just he he was so bad and all that we can all that we have on him right now is him absolutely sucking buns at the end of last season so i'm not willing to take that gamble if you have him i'd hold him but you know i wouldn't be buying right now uh and i'm not i'm not interested uh (laughs) so uh, next, Zach Moss. Um, pretty simple here. He's gonna be buried under, you know, Singletary and James Cook. I don't know about buried. I don't know if that's the right word, but there is, there are three similarly skilled running backs in that backfield, and such a small pie to be divvied up between them. Yeah. Uh, and I don't see any of them having much fantasy relevance. Um, yeah. You know, James Cook, Devin Singletary, Zach Moss. Um, I'd say it's in that order in, in, in relevance there because, you know, um, James Cook, he he got second-round draft capital, which is really nice. Um, <clears throat> fun fact... Uh, I was the one who originally drafted Zach Moss in the Waterboy startup. And actually, very interesting, he has had a very significant history of being traded. (laughs) Alright? So, drafted by me in the ninth round, probably not the best pick. So, I flip him for a 2023 third round pick that belonged to the Angry Cyclist. All right, yep. which actually I just traded like today for Brandon Cooks and a 23 second uh, along with that. obviously the 109. I traded that too. Um, so that that is interesting. So that that trade of Zach Moss helped me get Brandon Cooks in a second. Um, and then after that, um, VV... Or no, the angry cyclist traded Zach Moss and two first round picks to VV for Javante Williams and a second. So the do- more dominoes are falling here. All right, and then after that, Zach Moss and a 2023 first was traded to you for Cortland Sutton, Terrace Marshall, and a 23 third, which I think is. A- very good return for those yep. uh, those three players. So that's a very one of the most significant uh, traded pieces in the league. Uh, yeah, just bouncing around. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, 
and I think he's going to die on your roster. So <laughs> there we go. I agree. <laughs> so your other two running backs are Eno Benjamin and Tony Jones. You got anything on them? You think you think they're very significant? Uh, no, I think Eno Benjamin <laughs> is dead now that they drafted another uh, another running back, Keontae Ingram. Yeah. Um, I just think he's probably more talented. And then Tony Jones, like Mark Ingram's still there. And he looked decent-ish last year. So, I mean, he's a distant third in the pecking order. Yeah. I mean, really just bad running backs. But, you know, you're, you'd are you consider yourself a rebuilder, right? Yeah. And I... Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, and, and that's really the approach you should take. You shouldn't build a rebuilding team around your running backs. It's really a bad proposition because running backs get injured really easily. They get replaced really easily. They get their situations toyed with really easily and their value fluctuates really easily. So building around running backs is really not a smart move and you have done a good thing here by not not building around running backs. Um, yeah. Can I, can I talk about Cam Akers real quick? Oh, you can talk about whoever you want. Sure. So, obviously, Cam Akers, the end of last year in the playoffs was not good. Uh, he looked very, very pedestrian and looked pretty bad, um, to put it lightly. But I think it was confidence that they showed in him, whether that be just because Daryl Henderson was injured <laughs> A little bit or because they wanted to see what he had but they gave him a lot of carries the defenses were good in the playoffs I still don't expect much great things for him like I like going into this year everyone was like oh he's easily an RB1 and probably a top 10 top 5 yeah, probably people, top 10 he was dynasty a top running back. redraft option yeah yeah so like everyone assumed he was gonna be great because of like three games he had the previous year and they were okay um, they weren't anything incredible but I think I think he has hope. I don't really see him becoming anything more than like a struggling RB2 for the next two years unless he completely recovers from the injury, which who knows when that will be. It took, um, it's taken people plenty of time to recover from that. So we'll see if he ever recoups any value. But yeah, obviously he's my starting running back. The roster flexibility that we changed to actually helped me a great deal because I can start all my receivers and that's not start two running backs. Cause I do yeah. not have two that are startable. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the future uh, in fantasy. I think because um, we're, we're seeing more, more and more teams shift to committees to some degree. Yeah. Uh, and having to start two running backs is so, so bad because you have to start, uh, 24 running backs in a 12-team league are being started at, at mm-hmm. least every week. And there aren't 24 startable running backs any given week. I'm so, like, you know. So, I think one running back uh, roster thing, that, I think that's just going to be the future. Um, yeah. So, um. If you if you have nothing you know if you have nothing else to say, then you know we can move on to your receivers. Yeah, I think I'm good on running backs. The only real one to note is Cam Akers, and he's eh. Yeah, yeah. Um, here, here is the your strongest position. Well, 
your picks are very strong, but we'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> this is your strongest player position. Um, and your headliner here is T. Higgins. Um, <clears throat> and Mr. T. Higgins, he finished as the wide receiver 13 with 15.6 points per game in 2021. Um, yep. And... He had 1,100 yards, six touchdowns, and he showed up big for the Bengals in the playoffs on on their Super Bowl run. Um, and I think that, that that has some relevance because I think teams will be more willing to lean on guys in the regular season if they prove themselves in the playoffs. Um, so I think that he'll again be... In that wide receiver 13, you know, in that borderline wide receiver 1 to wide receiver 2 range. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's a very good place to be. Um, But, you know, he has the ability to win you a week. If he, you know, because he can pop off. He had like a 40 plus point game at the end of the season. He had a couple more real big games, uh, 20 plus, 30 plus. But he also has the ability to lose you some weeks because he has those games where he gets like, you know, 7 to 13 points, you know. And he, I feel the same way about Higgins as I do about A.J. Brown. Hmm. Uh, he's a great player who can be an elite fantasy option, but he doesn't really fit my personal taste. Um, yeah. I... Because I, I wouldn't be comfortable having to rely on him as my wide receiver one, but I would absolutely love him as my wide receiver two. Because if I had a guy like Jefferson, like I do, uh, a guy like, you know, uh, Jamar Chase, a guy like, I mean, really just any, like Cooper Cup, any any receiver who can consistently get me 17 plus points per game. Um, if I have one of those guys, then I would be targeting T. Higgins heavily because he can give me those boom weeks that push me over the top. But if he if he has a bad week, then that won't hurt me because I'll have other yeah. more consistent guys. I think that every every successful team needs a guy like T. Higgins or A.J. Brown because they give you that higher ceiling. Um, and... You just, if you don't have to rely on him, he's a net positive. Um, do you have any any specific feelings on T. Higgins? You glad you had him? Yeah, I definitely like him a lot. Um, obviously, he's behind Jamar Chase in the pecking order, although oh, yeah. Burrow has shown that he can easily support two top end wide receivers. I think I agree with you. He's like borderline wide receiver one territory. Um, but. Obviously, like you said, he's decently inconsistent. I think that's probably the case for most receivers, except for like maybe the top like three or four, like Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and like Devontae Adams. Maybe are the ones that aren't that aren't uh, like very variables week to week. They're they're pretty consistent and consistently score ten plus. But um, yeah, I think I think T Higgins. His uh, share of the offense will probably remain about the same, but I mean, he got 110 targets in a high volume passing offense where the targets are going to be good targets because they're coming from Joe Burrow. So 
Obviously, I, I think I would like to see his touchdown numbers go up a little bit, especially because he's a big dude, so he can be more of a red zone threat. I would I would say more of a red zone threat than Jamar, but Jamar can Jamar's route running can shake anybody, so I don't know if that's really true. Um, but yeah, I, I'm very happy. Like you said, I would love it if he was my wide receiver too. Um, but obviously, I'm a rebuilding team. I think he'll be a core part of my rebuild. Yeah, actually, did you know that I also was the one who drafted T. Higgins? Really? Yes, I was, yeah. Nice. Um, so I'm going to take a look here. Um, let's see uh, where I drafted him. I think I drafted him in the fourth round of the startup. Um, I did. So pick 408, I you know picked him up. Um, yep. And then I, I shipped him off to Lively for a 23 first and a 24 first. Um, and that was before, that was like earlier in the season when he hadn't really popped off. So I thought yeah. I was getting a big old steal. Um, <laughs> but honestly, um, I, I'm not sure if I would change if I'm not sure if I would do that deal again. I think it's, it's, I think it's fair now. Yeah, uh, I, it's fair, but I think with the situation I'm in right now with like all my picks, I think I would have rather had T Higgins. Um, and then lively traded him to you straight up for Deandre Hopkins, which, whoo. Yeah. That uh, turned out to be pretty good, huh? That that turned out to be pretty lopsided. Um, (laughs) so (laughs) yeah. So T Higgins, very nice. Um, yeah, one more comment on him too. Like he was hurt a lot of last year too. He was he was and, hurt for a few games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and even like when he wasn't hurt, he played through shoulder injuries. Like he just had shoulder surgery this off season. Yeah, he so, missed training camp too. Yeah, which I don't think is a big deal. He's already yeah. built his rapport with Joe Joe Burrow, anyways. So, but I think I think maybe like maybe he's even better healthy. Who knows? Um, but yeah, excited for him. I'm excited for the future. Oh yeah, um, so uh, next uh, I'll, I'll we'll go over Elijah Moore, um, and Elijah Moore had a stretch of games where he was the wide receiver three, um, from week seventeen to, or not not seventeen dude seven to thirteen, um, yep. he was the wide receiver three, and he has a a fairly high team investment. He was picked in that T Higgins range where he was top of the second or yeah, top of the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, and the jets, they, they leaned on him very hard, uh, at the end of his season before he missed the last five games due to injury. Um, and he'll be going into year two with some consistency and stability on the coaching staff. Um, and he'll be far more comfortable in Michael Fleur's system and his connection to Zach Wilson should improve. And mm-hmm. I, I'll expect that him and Garrett Wilson, it's going to be Garrett Wilson's receiver room by the end of his rookie year, but yeah, in the, be- as it, as in the beginning, be. yeah, as it should be. I love Garrett Wilson. He's my, he's my wide receiver one. Um, so Elijah Moore should be like the co-wide receiver one with him. 
And I think he should have a good year this year. Maybe like a toned down version of T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. Obviously very toned down because Garrett Wilson <laughs> isn't Jamar Chase. Yeah. Um, but same sort of deal. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that Elijah Moore was a was a was a darling in the community everybody wanted him he was like everybody's rookie sleeper um and i think that people have cooled off on him a little bit now um and now might be a good time to buy but not if you're in Waterboy, because this guy is the owner mr <laughs> mr creature um so I mean Elijah Moore. Do you got any thoughts on him? Any, any what what is his what do you, what are your plans for him? If you if you don't mind me asking. Yeah, I haven't really thought that far. Um, I just acquired him like pretty recently in a trade, um, yeah. and like you said, we'll talk about trades later. Um, I think he's good. Obviously, I think he shined like the back half of the year when he got more targets and that stretch where. Uh, obviously he was wide receiver three so he definitely shined then i think what you said is completely spot on the jets are kind of going for this cincinnati Bengals look of oh hey we have two top receivers and we'll see we'll see if zach wilson can take steps to get anywhere close to joe burrow because he is nowhere close right now but we'll see if he's talented enough to do that i think he'll be a solid receiver but i obviously Wilson's gonna be the one drafted at number ten overall. You can't not be the one. Um, so I expect I expect more to produce like mid range wide receiver two numbers, maybe a little lower. Um, but yeah, obviously he's still young too. So we'll we'll see how he builds his chemistry with with Wilson and Wilson. <laughs> All right. Um, so personal question. Yeah. What is your price on Elijah Moore? I'm not going to lie. I haven't even thought about it. Really? Um, yeah. Well, I'll put you I, on the spot then. Oh, God. Don't do that. Well, uh, you gonna. can if you want. I just did. Yeah. I, I just I did. Think, so. I think he's probably worth... Mm, I would say a first. I think he has more stability than a lot of these guys that are going in the, in the later first round of rookie drafts now. Um, and he's obviously developed rapport with his his quarterback. So I think probably a mid to late first, um, maybe a little more because he's a little more proven and you're kind of taking more dart throws and rookie drafts, especially like late first compared to early first. Um, <coughs> but yeah, that's I guess that's my price. I don't know. We'll All see right. later later if I'd accept it. But you're, I'm doing this for the people. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to put you in a bad position here. In in any nego- So okay. Here we go. Uh, what is the what is the lowest pick you would accept for an Elijah Moore trade? Like, what is the lowest pick oh, in man. this draft? Really putting me on the spot. Yes, I would I say I would probably say seven or eight. Um, I think because that's where the teardrop is in receiver yeah. too. For I sure. mean, obviously, there's multiple teardrops, but that's where, like, the teardrop of, okay, now these guys are all dart throws is. Yeah. In I my mean, opinion, for sure. <laughs> I mean, really, I'd, if I was an Elijah Moore owner and I was really desperate to trade him, I would be looking to trade up into that, uh, up to pick 105 yeah. 
because uh, that's where honestly the first tier of like you know very good fantasy players is. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I I I didn't even tell you the nature of this. This is gonna be spicy questions, very oh, spicy, putting you on the spot, basically just. Oh man, yeah, we're we're gonna put you on the spot here. So, um, next, Mister Jerry, Mother freaking Judy. All right, <laughs> all right, we got it. So, uh, Jerry Judy, the absolute god. Um, Devonte Smith before Devonte Smith, um, and Jerry Judy should improve a whole heck of a lot with Russ as in, as his new QB. Um, You'd hope so. Well, yeah, I'd hope so. Um, <laughs> I see him as a weekly wide receiver too, um, and he Judy was a great prospect. But he's gotten so unlucky with his quarterback situation. <laughs> like, oh man, I hope that Devontae Smith doesn't have this. I mean, obviously, if Devontae Smith gets a Russell Wilson-level quarterback at some point, then sure. But I don't know. I have a lot of quarterback needy receivers on my yeah. team. I have I have uh, uh, DJ Moore, Devontae yeah. Smith. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. I uh, just traded for one, uh, Brandon Cooks, um, Kyle Pitts. Man, all pretty much my whole starting lineup doesn't have quarterbacks, <laughs> but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a trust talent over situation guy. I uh, yeah. I, I, I believe in that to the fullest. Um, Situations change, talent doesn't. So they, yeah, that that's that's exactly it. Um, so. Brandon Cooks, I know people probably thought it was an odd move for me. Um, it's like, well, what's he doing? Is he competing or is he rebuilding? You know, I think I think w- what I'm doing is timing the market. <laughs> That's what I'm doing, guys. Okay? Just, you know, trust me on it. Um, so, anyway, uh, Jerry Judy. So, he... He's obviously a smooth player. He's he runs very good routes, man. I Jerry Judy was my favorite prospect. I am a sucker for the the route running, uh, skinny like uh, you know high target volume receivers. Uh, that is my type. We all have a type, you know. <laughs> um, some some of us like them big. Some of them, you know, just a. Uh, you know, blondes, brunettes, you know, you know, just uh, gingers, you know, everything. And, uh, and I have a type two and that is the good route runners. I love it. Uh, some people like the DK Metcalf, AJ Brown mold where they're, you know, athletic freaks who are going to give you big games, give you those bad games. But the, you know, it's, it's just honestly, Jerry Judy is my type of receiver. And I hope that he succeeds with Russ because I've been rooting for him his whole career. And do you have any any uh, pristine thoughts about Mister Jerry Judy? Did you uh, did you watch the first half of the first game this year before he got hurt? Yes. Yeah, he looked great, and he I did. think <laughs> I think that's what will be in store for hopefully week to week. Um, obviously, there's a lot of people competing for targets in that offense. But like you said, Are he we runs. Sure? 
Well, okay, that's fair. Well, a but, lot of there's a lot of people, but yeah, not yeah. a lot of people on Jerry Judy's level. It's really him and Cortland Sutton, and that's it. Exactly, um, he gets open all the time, and now he has a quarterback that can throw it to him when he's open. So, and actually hit his hands. So, hopefully, he improves. I definitely think he's going to improve at least a little bit, but hopefully, he he rockets into like a solid RB two or wide receiver two tier, like you said. I mean, yeah, for sure. Um, Jerry Judy is just a fantastic talent, fantastic prospect. Um, And I think that this was the biggest and best gift that he could ever receive. Papa Russ is going to get in there, throw him the ball a little bit, you know, have some awesome stuff going on there in Denver. Um, And and let's... You're good. Yeah. You can do it. Well, all right, we'll work on it. Uh, yeah, like originally, obviously, he was leaked to be included in those trades potentially. Um, wherever he went, he was it, he. If they got Rodgers, he was leaked to be going to Green Bay. He was leaked to be going to Seattle. Um, I think I'm definitely glad he stayed because I think his talent is that. I think it's the best on the team. He's up there with Cortland Sutton for sure, and then he gets this elite improvement in quarterback. And if he would have gone to Seattle, then he just would have been Drew Lock with Drew Lock again and he would have been behind DK and probably Tyler Lockett. So I mean, yeah, so um let's let's list list off your other receivers that we haven't mentioned. Uh Darnell Mooney, Kadarius Tony, Calvin Ridley, Cole Beasley, Traquan Smith, Quez Watkins, and Quintez Cephas. Um and I will give you free reign just you know, talk about whoever you want and talk about whatever you want. Um, <laughs> sure. And, and, you know, just tell me, tell me your thoughts on these players and tell me how much you believe in them. Yeah, I really believe in Darnell Mooney. Um, I think especially because they didn't draft anybody. I mean, they drafted Valus Jones, but it was a later pick. And I, I think Mooney's definitely a superior talent. Um, side note, they really didn't do anything to improve Justin Fields' situation at all. So we'll see if the offense improves at all. But I, oh, yeah. I do think I do think he is in line for another big year. He had 140 targets this year. So I think he'll get that many targets again, hopefully more of them catchable this time. Um, I think he's good, but I'm not expecting – I think he's going to be very inconsistent. Uh, what about you? What do you think about Mooney? Mooney, man, Mooney was my guy. I I was on the Darnell Mooney train when he was drafted. I was just, mm, Darnell Mooney is my guy. Again, he's another one of those guys. Jerry Judy, Darnell Mooney, the the very the, the slender, uh, great route runners who get lots of targets. Um, and... You know, I, what can I say? I guess, I guess I got a a, a skinny receiver fetish. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, I mean, Darnell Mooney is great. Um, I expect big things from him. Uh, he, him and Justin Fields really clicked. Uh, you know, last year. So, I mean, really, yeah, I, I love it. Um, but another receiver, you got it. You got it. You got any thoughts on any of the remaining receivers you got? Uh, we can touch on Kadarius Tony just because there's been so much news about him and about how like oh yeah, he, there's buzz. His heart isn't in football. Like there's a bunch of interesting reports about him not showing up to the optional mini camp, um, things like that. But 
I think he'll personally be fine. Um, the one thing I am a little worried about is if the wide receiver core is healthy. Like the only time he produced last year was when the rest of the wide receivers were out. Yeah, I do think he's talented though. Like I think he he's incredibly elusive. I don't know if he he doesn't run as crisp routes as Mooney or Judy, but he's incredibly elusive, especially after the catch. So I think they'll scheme ways to get the ball into his hands. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I agree kind of with the narrative here. Kadarius Tony. so last year he also didn't, uh, I believe he didn't attend the voluntary uh, camps. And he he had an injury-riddled, uh, very inconsistent season. Um, and, you know... He and now he is the new head coach, you know, and and he is not the kind of player that can afford to miss these voluntary camps. He's getting yeah. a slow start. Um, and man, Kadarius Tony is just what is he doing, man? Like the talent is there, but I'm just I'm a little I'm not gonna say he's busting because of you know character concerns, but. They are concerns, and I think they're valid. Uh, and yeah. he needs to he needs to make up for this because he needs to be able to produce. You know, even though he's getting a slow start compared to everybody else. Um, yeah, even in his pop off game where he went for like twenty eight fantasy points, he got ejected for punching yeah. someone. So yeah, I mean, come on, not a great look. <laughs> and Canarius Tony's a second-year player. It's not like he's a 10-year vet who's deciding, you know, he wants to go uh, drink some wine in Tahiti with his freaking, with his buddies, you know, because he's, yeah. he's about to retire. It's like, dude, this guy's a, <laughs> he's a second-year second player with yeah. a first-year coach. Like, you, you should be there. But. He needs to earn that money, man. I mean, after that second contract, you can go, you know, drink some pina coladas in Tahiti if you want, man, but... If you if you're trying to earn that money, then come on, man. You know, yeah. it's just you need to. If I was an NFL player, man, I would be trying so hard to get that second contract. Yep. Because that is where you strike gold. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's just oh man. Uh, I hope I'll I hope. I'm a Giants fan, so I hope this works out. But I'm a little concerned. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely the most, in my opinion, the most talented receiver in that in that room. But with the with the character concerns, he could easily fall to like fourth in the pecking order and be irrelevant. So he could. Um, all right. Uh, so, do you want to talk about Calvin Ridley? Sure. Yeah. Um, so obviously, he traded a twenty twenty three second for him. It's more or less just like a dart throw. Like I know there's uh, there's a higher percentage of players, wide receivers that have that hit like, okay, they become wide receiver ones in later years if they'd hit wide receiver one previously. So I know he's hit it previously. He's shown he's he's been an elite uh, elite fantasy option. It's just like, will he get on the field again is the biggest question mark. Um, obviously not a great look to be betting when you're at home on a mental health break. So, but I, I do think he'll get on the field again. I don't know if it will be next year or the year after he is a little old, which is concerning, but 
I'm just asking for like one to two years of production. Man, I know that we aren't supposed to criticize anything mental health related, but don't you think it's a little curious that the dude takes a break because of his mental health and then a little bit later gets suspended for gambling? Yeah, definitely. It's a little, because it's so like, uh, it's a super common thing in the, you know, there's the, people have brand fixers. They bring these people in to help, you know, recover a, you know, somebody's image. And a big thing that they do is they, they talk, they, they talk about mental health and they're like, okay, if you, if you say that you're dealing with mental health issues, then that will recover your brand, make you seem more relatable, and, and it, it'll curb whatever's coming. Um, and, I mean, let's not, let's not even forget that this dude literally lost a year of his playing career on the most yep. stupid bet possible. The dude did a parlay <laughs> where he wanted the Falcons to win. <laughs> when he wasn't playing, like, he's their best player. Come on. Man, it's, just, it's dumb, man. Uh, so... I mean, really, I'm concerned about Calvin Ridley. I was in the Calvin Ridley uh, sweepstakes, but I I dropped out because I was like, man, do I really want this? So I traded for DJ Moore instead. Um, But, man, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I see it more or less as a dart throw, kind of like what second-round picks would be anyways. Yeah, but Calvin Ridley's going to be 29 at the end of next season. Yeah, yeah. So the only issue is, like, he doesn't get the development that a rookie I would have picked at that position would have, but at the same time, he's shown that he can produce at the highest level, so. Man, I am... I am very sick and tired of people referring to picks as players. Did you not watch the <laughs> YouTube short? Man, fair enough, fair enough. Picks are money. It's money, True. you know, cash, cash currency. That's what it is. Uh, I don't want to harp on the same point. If you really want to hear me talk about it, I have a short up on the YouTube channel. Um, but it's really just, I'd rather take the the 23 seconds. Let, let's let me talk about one of my trades for a second because this is my show and I'm going to talk about myself. <laughs> all right, so I traded the 109 and a 23 uh, 23 third for Brandon Cooks and a 23 second. Now people would be thinking, well, man, that's basically like trading a first for Brandon Cooks because you're basically just moving up in the in the later part of the draft next year and then swapping 109 for Brandon Cooks. But people don't realize it is an optics move, all right? A 23 second, even if it's like a mid to late 2023 second round pick, easily, easily, easily trumps the trade value of a third round pick. People look at that second round and they think, oh, that's way better than the third round pick, even if it's only like five picks of difference. So second round picks late second round picks are far more tradable than early third round picks Definitely. um like the 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 212 and the 301 are dr- radically different in trade value um Definitely. and it's crazy so i wanted that boosted trade piece and i valued that cuz i do a lot of trades um and Man, I am in everybody's DMs all the time, man. I feel like people get so annoyed with me because um, I basically, 
I never stop. I had like five or six trades lined up and none of them worked out. Um, other than the Brandon Cooks trade. Um, and freaking- that's what makes Dynasty fun, though, is all, all the trading and, and like improving your team and stuff. It, it makes it really fun. Freaking Keith, though. Me and Keith agreed to a trade. Um, and I sent, <laughs> dude, I have a funny story. So I, I, I was talking to Keith, and he, we have a trade in place. Um, Nico Collins for a 23 second, and I give up a 22 third on top of Nico Collins. Um, and it's like, <laughs> I, I had him, I had, a, I had his attention. I had him, you know, in my D de- I had him responding to me. So I'm like, Oh shoot, I got to make this trade happen. So he said, originally the offer was a 23 second or a 23 third and Nico Collins for a 23 second. Mm-hmm. But he's like, man, I don't want to wait that long. I want the, tw- I want a 22 second or third. I want a 22 third. Um, so I, I, uh, I was like, okay, man, I don't have one, but I'll fix that. So I, I hit a VV cause you know, I, he's basically my trade guy. I got him on speed dial. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got him in my DM. So I'm like, dude, I need a 22 third and I will, I need to get this done now. Cause I, I didn't want to lose his attention. <laughs> cause once it, once you lose Keith's attention, you, you he doesn't talk to you for like two days. Um, yep. so so i was like man i'll give you nick westbrook akina uh and, and and you give me a third and i'm like and he's like okay dude uh and then i did it and then i haven't talked to keith since uh last night so um, nice <laughs> it's unfortunate uh but that was a whole side tangent who are we talking about again calvin ridley um yeah yeah, yeah. all right yeah so i mean calvin ridley um he was one of my f- first um real banging the drum guys in redraft i was like i was banging calvin ridley's drum and i was like this dude's gonna be awesome and that was in 2020 i think when he popped off yeah um and i was just like man this guy's gonna be awesome and he uh he was and i I, i'm tied to him forever so uh do you have anything else to say about calvin ridley no, I don't think so. I think that covers it more or less just a dart throw. Hopefully he appeals the suspension and we'll see what happens. Obviously the NFL is going to be pretty stingy on that anyways, as they should be. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So Cole Beasley, Traquan Smith, Quez Watkins, Quintess Cephas. You got any words on those guys? Uh, not really. They're kind of uh, just pieces. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get it. Um, so... Um, tight end, next position. Um, so you got Albert O, Hunter Henry. Those are your two main guys, I think. Um, yep. so Hunter Henry was the tight end 14 last year in points per game. Very good season out of him. He had a very good first season in New England. Um, and I think that he's your best tight end right now. Uh, cause Albert, Albert O got that huge hype train, uh, where everybody was like, Oh my God, Albert O, he's got Russell Wilson, Jesus Christ. And, uh, and it was like, no man. Um, he's kind of just like, it, people are betting on like his 40 time and that's literally it. He is not a talented player and he has, and he's in a good situation. Well, uh, quote unquote, was. good situation. Uh, yeah, it yeah, was. He- 
he's, he's extremely athletic. That's kind of the only upside. Yeah, and like the dude, he, man, he. This is what happens. It happens every year. I said this in our um, buy low, sell high uh, video. I think I did it with VV. I think, um, and we talked about Albert O. And we ragged on him for literally a half hour. Um, <laughs> and we, we basically, you know, people do this every year. They Some situation change happens and then some, like, pedestrian player gets, you know, shot up the, up, up the wazoo. Just everybody's all, all raving about him, but he's really just not a good player. And it's only just, it's because of situation. Yeah. And now that Greg Dolchich, that's the tight end that got drafted there, right? Yep. Uh, yep. Now that Greg Dolchich is there, I think he's dead in the water. I think it'll just be like, I think Alberto will continue having the Alberto role. Um, and, so no role, really. <laughs> yeah, no, not really. Um, but yeah, and then Hunter Henry is definitely, like I said, he's consistent. He's the less interesting of the tight ends. Um, of, of your two main ones. Um, but he's the better of the two. And I just think that Hunter Henry is a solid option and he's dirt cheap right now, man. Like in, in leagues, he's dirt cheap. You get him for a third plus a young player, I think. Um, and that's well worth it if you're a contender. Um, I mean, you could probably trade Albert O and a third for Hunter Henry for sure. Um, so uh, you you have two more tight ends, Josiah DeGuara and Kylan Granson. You have anything to say about them? Um, not really. I think Kylan Granson could be something. He played a decent amount for a uh, rookie, um, but I, obviously he's he's still going to be the backup. Oh, and the Colts selected J- Jelani Woods, so maybe he's nothing again at all. But oh, yeah, yeah, my my main guys are just Hunter Henry and Hunter Henry and uh, Alberto. Really, just Hunter Henry now, and and uh, I guess Taysom Hill, kind of. Yeah, I, I didn't. Know what, what I didn't know do. where to. Uh, I didn't know where to put him. I didn't even mention him as quarterbacks, but. Uh, Taysom Hill, I don't think he's going to be anything this year because um, Sean Payton's gone. So, you know, I need someone yeah. in my life who loves me as much as Sean Payton loves Taysom Hill. Uh, For real, he made sure to get him the contract beforehand, though. So. Yeah, 140 mil, boom. <laughs> <laughs> All void years. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yes, Josiah DeGuara, honestly, he's a, he's a, a, a low-key, very sneaky waiver wire ad if you can because um the only one uh, the only person above him is Robert Tunyon yep. and Josiah Aguara had some decent draft capital if I remember correctly um and he's in a good situation so I mean it's not like Albert I feel like it's not like an Albert O situation where you know he's getting hyped up this dude has no hype but he could be something for a relatively cheap or no dirt cheap price, like not even trading, just picking him up on the waiver wire. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, next, the most. I, I mean, I'm sure this is the part you're very excited about. Your picks. <laughs> yeah, definitely. 
definitely the part <coughs> I'm excited about. I mean, at least this year and next year, probably. So, yeah. So uh, let's uh, let's go 2022 first. Let's let's see. Let's let's dissect this first. Um, 2022. Uh, you have the 102 uh, from Keith. You have yep. uh, the 105 from Ginger. Man, you got that in a steal of a trade. I think right. You didn't uh, you? Let me check. Yeah, I you did. Really you, you did. You traded down one spot in the startup. Remember, you traded. Oh, yeah, you. No, tra- I, no, I was the one that traded up in the startup. No, I traded. No, uh, what? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. I traded up to get Christian McCaffrey in the startup. You That's why. So then, where did you get the first? I, I got I got 105 from trading CD Lamb recently for uh, oh, Elijah dude. Moore. Oh yeah, shoot. Yeah, so you, yeah. yeah. You traded up with uh yeah that was uh probably my biggest mistake oh so man far. <laughs> oh man easily <laughs> i got that so wrong uh but yeah man that was i want to see that i forgot i don't know how i can look at it oh I, I know how um yeah i traded so in the startup i i i traded i think it was one of you didn't i don't I, remember i know you didn't trade a 23 first you traded a no tw- i traded a 2022 second a 2022 third and my startup fourth round draft pick yeah it's super bad it's i uh mm. yeah after uh, it's pretty bad after after the season i went through and graded all my trades <laughs> i gave that one an f so you know oh you did that i should do that yeah should, it was I fun should do, i should I, do that too i enjoyed it I might make that into a little, a little, uh, a little episode. I don't know, um, but man, that's interesting. I'm grateful that you said that because that's a cool idea. I'm gonna do that probably after sometime tonight. Um, yeah, no problem. Uh, whoa, you just got real loud for a second. Sorry, I probably leaned in. Oh, you did. <laughs> it was so jarring. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> One second, you 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 go from sounding roomy and all that, and then you just zoom right in. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> um, but yeah, so 2022, you have the 102, like I said, 105, like I said, uh, 112. Uh, and uh, again, I'm going to put you on the spot here. What are you thinking of doing there, huh? I mean, I can. So, I mean, obviously, everyone knows you're going Brees at 101. Yeah, and everybody knows uh, who you traded up for. Yeah, obviously, I'm going Walker at 102. And then. I'm not going to put these receivers in the order because that I would want them because then that will just tip my cap. But the three of London, Wilson, and Burks, like those three, and potentially Jameson Williams, one of those four I will take at 105 for sure. Yeah, you want you want Burks. Um, I, I actually, <laughs> I, I go back and forth pretty daily. So the only reason I wouldn't want Wilson is because I have more. You know, I think that's a losing proposition. Personally, I know, I know, I do too. But it just like pains me to take people on the if same you're, team. If you're like, really damn. honestly, I think that I think Wilson is the undisputed wide receiver one talent wise. He always was, uh, other than like yeah. really early in the draft process. But after the season, once I really got into these rookies, Wilson was my wide receiver one, head and shoulders above the rest. Yeah. Um, I mean, he won't be there and, when I pick anyways, so. No, he won't. VV's taking yeah. him at 104. Um, yeah, so we're fine. Unless unless uh, Keith takes him. I don't. I have no idea what Keith is going to do. Yeah, um, me <laughs> I, I, He is a wild card. I have no idea what he's thinking. Um, 
but yeah, one of those three receivers I'll I'll end up with. Um, and I don't mind. Like I I like London and I like Burks, so I'm not really you don't like too Wilson? particular right now. I mean, obviously I like Wilson, but he's not going to get to me. Is uh, he's the not gonna. Yeah, I don't think one so. Of, one of the other two will just by um, pure numbers. So, uh, but yeah, uh, you got any plans for the one twelve? I do not. Um, I think that's more of uh, just like see how the draft falls type of pick. Yeah, um, see, I, I'd honestly, if it was me, I'd see how the draft falls and then trade trade it out, you know? Yep. Get I'm, a good player. I'm thinking that way. Yeah. Um, you could, it, it's crazy. It, on draft day, it, it like, it falls, no matter how it falls, somebody's going to have their guy still on the board and yep. they're going to want to trade for him and <laughs> It's gonna happen um but honestly uh i think i think no matter what sky Moore is not gonna be there when you pick because i know that i know for a fact that ginger is gonna take him if he's there at 111 um yeah i i like the dude is such a homer I've, i've definitely contemplated like packaging the 112 with something and trading up for him but i also like he was a second round pick and he got passed on by a ton of teams. So obviously, these guys probably know scouting better than I do. So yeah, I'm I don't know. Second round sure. draft cap isn't too bad. True, true. But he was what? He was like the like thirteenth or something receiver taken. He was like late. There's a ton. There's a ton of receivers that went really early in this draft, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like people it's aren't crazy. talking about Tyquan Thornton enough <laughs> at, at all. Really? Not. Uh, I definitely wouldn't take him first round. But man, he got no. good draft capital. He did, yeah. And uh, he's he goes Zoom, so, you know. <laughs> um, all right. Now let's talk about 2023. Oh, my God. People are going to start freaking, you know, getting getting rock hard right now when I talk about 2023. Oh, my God. Bijan Robinson. He's, <laughs> he's going crazy. All right. So you have your 2023 first. Um, yeah, hopefully 101. Uh, I don't think so. I think Ginger's going to get the 101. If I'm being yeah. honest, um, but then uh, the 2023 first from the Angry Cyclist, and then you have Denver's 2023 first, um, yep. and I'm thinking you'll have one early, one mid, one late. Um, yep, that's a pretty good position to be in, um, and I think that you will be in a very good position to. Kind of just run the draft, if I'm being honest. Um, so, I mean, and then you also, you have a 2023 20, second, you have yours, so they'll probably be early. So you yep. have, you're going to have like four top 15 or so picks. Yep. Um, and that's going to be pretty cool. So what's your plan for the 2023 class? What's your What's your plan with those picks? Yeah, so... Before trading to 102, I was going to originally stay at 103 and just take two receivers, two of the top five this year, because I think this receiver class, I don't know, it's probably not as, like, the top-end talent isn't quite as good, but I do think, like, those top three will be good producers. I think the 2023 class is very strong in running back, so that's the plan, is definitely to take a running back. Um, and obviously I think Kenneth Walker will probably split with, uh, Rashad Penny this year. And then hopefully <coughs> next year he'll be the main guy because Penny's sure? contract. 
Well, I mean, Penny's contract will run out. Are you, were you sure about the splitting or what? Do you yeah, mean? the splitting. Oh yeah, I'd, I I think they'll split a little bit. Um, Man, I mean, I Penny know. Penny looks good. Kenneth so. Walker is just on another level, though. Yeah, and and I, if you think, think about so. it, other than like this year when Chris Carson died, uh, <laughs> and just wasn't good. It, like whenever they've had a starter, a starting caliber, uh, what a starting caliber running back, they've always leaned on them. They've always had that workhorse. Uh, it was yeah. Chris Carson, um, and I think that it's going to be Kenneth Walker next. It, you know, I said this in the mock draft video uh, with VV, uh, and it. The Seahawks are one of the few teams left in the NFL that really want to use a workhorse. Yep. Um, and I just think that they're going to use Kenneth Walker that way. And honestly, Kenneth Walker is, aside from Brees Hall, he's the safest player in the draft. Yeah. Um, because his value is going to hold. It, it, even if Kenneth Walker has like 700 or so rushing yards and a few touchdowns, he'll st- he might even be a top two round startup pick. And you might think that's crazy, but just take a look at J.K. Dobbins. He had True. like he had like eighteen or no, not eighteen. Uh, he had like eight hundred rushing yards his rookie season. Um, few touchdowns. Didn't really prove he could handle a huge workload. But either way, uh, he was still a top two round startup pick the following year. Uh, we go crazy over these second year running backs as we should because they usually do hit. Um, yeah. So. I just think it's super safe. Um, it's going to be a great pick. And I don't know, man. Once I get... I think... I don't know. I think people were hating on the, the landing spot a little bit. Really? Like, from what I saw on, like, on like Reddit and other Dynasty forums. And I was like, it seems like a pretty good landing spot. It is. Like you said, they they try to have one running back do it all. Like, and yeah, maybe this year it's on the off chance it could be Rashad Penny this year, but they're not going to re-sign a running back, especially when they just drafted one. So, like, even if he is in it this year, then it's all Kenneth Walker next year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just, I am very high on Kenneth Walker. Um, even if, like, just for the value, like, he could, he could, like, not be a high-end producer at running back but uh, just because of that you know pass catching ceiling I think I think he will be limited there because he hasn't he never really did it in college um, and and he might be a little you know rusty Um, so but either way he's gonna hold value so you're you're getting a really safe asset there uh, and I'd be really happy uh, you'll see. I am very freaking. I, uh, I, I just think of everything in this like freaking capitalist mindset. You know, like, <laughs> dude. I just think of everything in fantasy as money. Just like, yeah, man. I, I don't know. So, uh, you, you said. Did you say your plans for 2023? You did, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's probably it's probably going to be take running back early and then receiver later. Um, not to like leak my plans or anything, but leak them. I'm a, I want I'm the huge, inside scoop. I'm a huge UNC fan, and I, I depending, I will probably end up having to trade back into like back in the second round for him. But Josh Downs is going to be really good, 
And I personally, I think he could get first round draft capital in the real draft. So if he does, I'll probably take him with my like late first pick. If not, then if he goes to the second or third, then I'll probably trade into round two or something and get him. But I, I want him like he will be my guy just purely because he's from UNC. Yeah. Um. So next we'll talk about 2024. Uh, and you have accumulated a little bit of draft capital here. Uh, you have a 2024 first. Uh, you have your 2024 second and your 2024 third. Um, and then you also have acquired Denver's 2024 second. Um, so, what are you? Uh, what are you thinking about that? That's really down the road. Um, but you got any specific plans for those picks? I do not have any plans for those picks uh, as They're of now. They're a good investment. Yeah, I haven't really started looking at the 2024 class, but like oh, from I what either. I've heard, I don't know anybody in 2024. It's gonna be. It's gonna. Well, I mean, obviously, people don't really know because they're they were also like freshmen last year. But from what I've heard, it could be a little less than 2023, but still pretty hyped up. I mean, yeah. Um, I have I have I have some picks in that class too. I have two of each round, so uh, yeah. I okay. So, um, we've covered all of the positions. Now I'm gonna we're gonna go into some more general talk here. Um, so I I'm gonna give you my full opinion on your team. Um, I think that you have a lot of solid young prospects. But I think that most of them are just that. They're prospects. I don't think that you have any I don't think you have any players other than maybe I mean Kyler is already a star. T. Higgins could be a consistent elite option, but he's not quite there yet. Um yeah. but other than that, I don't really see any potential elite options on your roster. Um so and and that's for a reason because most of your value on your team is tied up in picks, which I can respect because um, you, you have a lot of liquidity on your team. You're you basically have some young young uh, developmental guys and then a bunch mm-hmm. of cash. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, if I were you, I would consider tearing up from Elijah Moore or Jerry Judy and getting like a true high-end receiver um like in the breath of AJ Brown um someone like CD Lamb you, didn't you <laughs> trade CD Lamb I did I did um you did like um, kind of I don't I don't, wouldn't say I'm regretting it I just don't think I yeah, don't know you that just CD did the opposite be. of of what yeah, I, I said. did I teared down instead whoops uh, honestly, uh, I mean, it's it's definitely personal preference, obviously, but that's just what I would have done. I would have probably stuck with CD um, because I'm trying to I'm trying to think, or I'm not trying to think. I'm trying to look up uh, what did you what did you trade? I, I have it right here. I traded CD Lamb and Irv Smith Jr. and a three eleven for Elijah Moore one oh five three oh six and Kylan Granson. All right. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's that's cool because you're gonna with that with that first you're gonna get um, you're gonna get one of those high end receivers. So, 
Yeah. Um, it's fine. Yeah, I think I think I definitely because I I could see any of those three top receivers. I could see any of them out outdoing CD Lamb. Um, so yeah, that's a good trade. Um, yeah. To be honest, I just don't really believe CD Lamb is going to be a great alpha. So I don't think so either. I, I was trying to get off of him before he loses value per se. I mean, obviously he lost a little bit of value this offseason when everyone was like, oh, he he's not that good because he hasn't done anything, which he is lost fair. quite a bit. He went from yeah. like the wide receiver three to like the wide receiver eight at one yeah. point, um, which is quite a bit of value on keep trade cut. Um, but, I mean, really, that I guess... I guess that is a good move, like I said. Uh, and honestly, I think Dak is like a more like spread the ball around kind of guy. Like, definitely, uh, it's he just likes throwing all these random guys. He doesn't really force feed anybody. Um, but yeah, we talked about all your picks. Uh, I gave you my general opinion on your roster. Now, um, what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about some of your recent trades here. Um, Sounds good. Yeah. So. Uh, you have three recent trades. Um, you traded uh, your you traded uh, what was it? Yeah, twenty three second, a late twenty three second uh, for Calvin Ridley, uh, and yep. we already talked about the about that earlier. Uh, that is, I don't know if I would have done it uh, because the any twenty three second is a solid trade asset. I think you could. T- you could have packaged that up for a different player. Um, I I would give it somewhere in the C range just personally because that's not a move I would like to make. Um, but yeah, what do you think about that trade? I mean, you already talked about it a little bit, but if you had to give it a letter grade, what would you give it? I would probably give it like a B minus to C range um, just because I think there's so much uncertainty there. And like you said, 20, 23 seconds can be like good cash per se um cash to trade for other things so yeah i I have it marked on my like spreadsheet that i graded my trades on is incomplete but that's just because i don't know when calvin ridley's gonna come back uh true capitalist like me (laughs) (laughs) cash i like that word um all right so uh next we already talked about the cd lamb trade uh full full details uh for podcast listeners i don't expect you guys i mean not all of you are even going to be Waterboy uh members but uh irv smith cd lamb and a 22 third i believe it's like the oh i, I just traded for that pick <laughs> i yes, just did. I, I did i just traded for that pick um and uh, you uh you got elijah moore kylan granson uh 22 third and a 22 first which is the 105 um yep and my letter grade for that trade is a solid high-end b plus i think it's a it's a high-end b plus for me like just bordering on an a minus i could give it an a minus if i wanted to but uh it's in that range uh what would you give it as a letter grade yeah, I would say B plus as well. Obviously, CD could be this high end asset, but I think I believe more in the combination of Elijah Moore and the 105, um, whoever that may may be. And then I already used the third that I got in this deal to trade up to 102 so that I could secure Walker. Um, so I think that was part of it yeah. too in giving it a B plus. Yeah. Um, all right. 
now we'll grade your trade up. Um, you traded the 103, uh, a 22 third, and Josh Palmer, and you uh, you got the 102. I give this a A and a solid A. Uh, this is a great move. Uh, <laughs> I mean, man, Keith could have dri- driven a way harder bargain on this pick. He only got back a third and some. Josh Palmer. I know JTEX is so high on Josh Palmer, but I just I think on the high end he's going to be a low end flex play, um, and I don't even see that. But uh, and, and then the third, it's just that's not worth much unless you're trading up for a second. Um, and and then uh, you know the 103. I mean, you're just moving up one spot. So I think it's a great trade. I'd give it an A. Uh, what would you give it? I would also give it an A. Obviously, we had talked before. I was looking to secure Kenneth Walker. Um, so I just pitched this out to him and he accepted. I actually, speaking of JTEX and Josh Palmer, I actually talked to JTEX about Josh Palmer because in the offseason, I was like, all right, well, I might as well trade him because Mike Williams resigned. Like, let's see if anyone bites and JTEX was like, nope, I'm good. I don't like, I'm not even going to trade anything for him. I was like, okay, cool. Uh, so I don't, I don't think he's really worth that much. Um, obviously the third, my plan with the third being a UNC homer was going to be to take Sam Howell, but then he went in the sixth round and now I'm like, all right, well, or the yeah, fifth, he, one he, the, one it was another. the fifth. He's going, okay. he's going to go undrafted in most leagues. Yeah. So um, if he does, I will pick him up. Yeah. Um, if I had a third round pick in this draft, I would not be using any of them. Um, I am such a, um, I, I treat fantasy drafts like the NBA draft. (laughs) When other people compare it to the NFL draft, I compare it to the NBA draft. You're really just thinking like the top few picks. That's where all of the, um, you know, the guaranteed producers are. And then yeah. after that, you're really just taking dart throws. Like, anything past yep. the 106, I'm not interested. Um, yep. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm using every pick possible outside of that to trade up um, yeah. or trade out. So, and people, um, <laughs> man, I was talking to, uh, to Mr. Cyclist here. Uh, <laughs> Man, I, I, I divulge a lot of my um, strategies on this podcast, which is intentional. <laughs> um, so I said, what what can I add to the 109 to get Deontay? Um, and he said, this is his, his exact uh, wording. I don't see a way to make my team better by moving Deontay. I heard the other day that only the first six picks are worth anything. <laughs> and I said, that's funny. I said, that's my own opinion. If they're worth anything to you, then I'll give them to you. And plus, I really do value these picks, but mainly as trade chips. And I think that's how most people should value them. Um, I don't, I'm not saying they're useless. Like everything, every pick has a use. They're all useful. It's just they're, in my opinion, anything past the 106, 107 is not useful for taking rookies. I'd, I think that they're super useful for trading because you can get a lot for, uh, in, in a normal draft, you could get a lot of stuff for a first round pick outside the top Definitely. six. Um, and Definitely. I am interested. I- 
Yeah, I think I think the you I think the value cutoff in this draft is probably like I think it's either five or six, it's depending five. on well, it depends on if you want to include Jamison Williams and the top tier receivers. Well if you do, then it's yeah. six. Then yeah, I'd but say if you six. don't, then it's five. So it's either five or six. I'd so six. like picks picks after that, like seven, eight, nine or eh. Like they're they're not quite as valuable as the rest of them. But I mean, obviously, if I was in the situation of having like seven, eight, nine, I'd probably be looking to trade out, especially if someone like values Sky more or somebody like that yeah, or Christian if, Watson. If you, if you have Ginger in your league, just trade right yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because obviously Christian Watson, Sky Moore got great locations, like landing spots. So I mean, somebody is bound to trade up to get them. I mean, yeah. So, like, mm, I I feel bad for Luke because I traded him the 109. And then, uh, and then, hold on, let me see. Uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'm not going to talk any, any dirt right now, but... Um, so, basically, Luke was asking me after the trade went through uh, for the 109... Uh, he, he asked like, okay, so like, is, is so-and-so willing to move out? And I was like, no, none of these people want to move back to 109. <laughs> I was like, dude, I literally reached out to everybody. Every single yeah. person before the ninth pick I reached out to. Every single one of them. And none of them were interested at all other than you. Yeah. Um, and, and you and you took the trade up instead, which is understandable. It's a great trade. Yeah. But, and then I was like, well, frick, man. Like, what am I going to do? And then I just decided, I'll, okay, I'll trade out. Um, but honestly, I'm glad I did that rather than keeping... Because I traded the 201 and 209 for the 109 because um, yep. of a, an original trade package I had with you. But I, I thought that was a good trade anyway, so I just did it uh, independently. Yeah. <clears throat> and... And then I was like, well, shoot, man, how am I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to offload this pick. Um, and I wasn't interested in any of the guys there. Like the, the best guy in that range there for me is Jahan Dotson. Yeah. Um, and man, I'd rather take Brandon cooks and a second over Jahan Dotson. So, um, understandable. You know, I, I think I'd agree with that as well. Uh, and I think Brandon Cooks is so undervalued. Um, he definitely is. He's perennially undervalued. He n- he's never been valued at a first round pick, even though he's always produced great, you know, just absolutely great seasons. Um, yep. And I feel bad, uh, but hopefully he's worth something mid season. That's kind of why I traded for him. Um, so, I mean, yeah, and basically just any general dynasty strategy you wanted to talk about here is there anything specifically you wanted to talk about yeah uh don't trade up in startup drafts is my gonna be my biggest piece of advice because obviously i did that um it did not work i have already traded christian mccaffrey (laughs) i think i got decent value for him but But, I mean, if you're going to do any trading in startup drafts, definitely trade back and acquire more, like, middle-ish round picks, like, fourth and fifth rounders and stuff, because those are the players that are really going to make a difference on your team. Yeah, for sure. And just to reiterate that point, um, you traded up from, what was it, 102 to 101, 
And yeah. what do you trade again? A fourth? A fourth and then a 20, the 2022 second and third. So two rookie picks and a fourth, which is terrible. All right, yeah. So very bad. Let let me uh let, let me let me try to see the players that were available um <laughs> with your oh, w- with your fourth round startup pick here. Oh no. All right. So let let's just go down the list here. Uh Mark Andrews, Deontay Johnson, Devontae Smith, J.K. Dobbins, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, uh Cooper Cup. Uh, Mike Evans, Dak Prescott, Jalen Waddle, uh, Jack, uh, Travis Etienne, Michael Pittman, you know, just any, and, and all the, uh, Debo Samuel. And I'm not just saying this, like, like I, I don't expect anybody to, uh, to be able to nail every pick because these guys weren't consensus fourth round startup, startup picks, uh, at that time. Yeah. But it's really just to show you that you want more shots in this like third to sit, yeah, third to sixth round range when you're in a startup. So you should be trading back in startups, not trading up. Because if you can, get, if you can get like a fourth and a sixth f- for like a trade down in the first round, then I'd do that because you know it. It does. It, you could you could have ended up with uh, T Higgins, DJ Moore. Um, you know, Cooper Cup. Like I said, all those guys. Uh, and if you just yeah. have more shots in those rounds, the more often you're gonna hit. And that's where all the value is in startups. Like, <laughs> let's just look at first round picks here in the startup. So, let's look at Christian McCaffrey. He's no longer a first round startup pick. Uh, is he really? No. I, that actually, is a little surprising. No, yeah, he's um, not. Not in the not it, in the mocks I've done. He's, a, he's, he's probably a, like a second. Yeah, he is. He's he's like a okay. he's like a mid second round pick. Um, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Then. So yeah, Christian McCaffrey got taken one hundred and one. No longer a first round startup pick. Dalvin Cook no longer a first round startup pick. Alvin Kamara no longer a first round startup pick. Saquon Barkley no longer a first round startup pick. He's in like the fourth round. Derrick Henry no longer even a top fourth round startup pick. He's dropping really low. Uh, Tyreek Hill, he's more of a second-round startup pick. Devontae Adams, I see him slipping into the third, fourth. Yeah. And DK Metcalf, also not lo- no longer a first-round startup pick from what I've seen. So the only players in this first round that we drafted in Waterboy for the startup, the only players who have held their first-round value are Patrick Mahomes, Jonathan Taylor, Justin Jefferson, Najee Harris, and that's it. And Mahomes isn't even one in a in a one QB, is he? He's not a first round. No, pick, right? no, 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 no. I doubt yeah. it. <laughs> that was just a gingerbread thing, man. <laughs> yeah, well, and he thought it was super flex. Like when we first started, he like, he mentioned something about that on draft day. I remember after oh, picking him, and I was like, "Dude, what are you doing?" And he was like, "We get two quarterbacks, right?" I was like, "Nope." <laughs> oh no, man! Uh, Ginger's great, though. I love Ginger. One of the one of the best. He's very active in the chat. Very cool, very cool dude. Um, and I love his. I love how much of a homer he is. He's like the league homer. He's like, yeah. He's he's all like he just takes all the Chiefs players. Uh, yeah. He overvalues them so much, and it's so funny. Um, but yeah, like we're just looking at that. Four out of the. And and Najee Harris even he's still just like a back half of the first guy. So, 
I mean, out of out of these guys that we, our league took in the first, it's really just Mahomes, Taylor, Jefferson, Harris. Um, <laughs> that's that's crazy. That's it. Yeah, that's crazy that it's like the like a third of the people hit. Yeah. So. That. Wow. But uh, yeah, so that's why I'm thinking just trade out of the first if you can, um, and then just you know take as many shots in the three to six range as possible. So yeah, um, yeah that's that's what I'd suggest. But honestly, most people think that way, so it's really hard to trade down in startups nowadays. Yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> like nobody wants to trade down or nobody wants to trade up, so it's really just everybody's looking to trade down. Um so usually I'd say zig when everybody else zags. Uh so yep. you know, if you can get if you can trade up at a cheap cost, then I'd do it. Like if you're trading up a few spots maybe just to get your guy, uh I'd I'd do it. Just don't give up any of your third to sixth round draft picks um it's not worth it so speaking from experience definitely not worth it yeah no definitely uh so if you give anything else anything else you want to say yeah the only other thing i want to say also and this is something i mean for more general dynasty that i didn't really realize being a first year dynasty player is recognize if your roster is competing or not early um, luckily I was able I to do so. Yeah. Luckily I was able to do so before the trade deadline and got some trades done including to acquire my first back. Um, yeah. so it worked out well, but yeah, definitely recognize that. Yeah. I did that. I, I knew I wasn't competing or I could have been a little competitive, but I knew I wasn't competing before week one. Um, because yeah. Gus Edwards was my RB2, and I was like, man, do I really want to blow all this draft capital? So I was like, no. And honestly, I am really liking the approach I took, and I think I'm going to start doing it more. So instead of doing like a productive struggle type thing where you just purely take young players, yeah, you should take older players and flip them for lots of picks. that's uh, that's what i did so here's here's how my draft went um austin eckler or so okay so justin jefferson at 105 uh, austin eckler at the 208 uh pitts at the 305 higgins at the 408 trey sermon oh at the 505 oh but i i flipped him for two second round picks after week two so and yeah, that worked. Yeah, that worked. I think, I I think that I mean I still would have rather had a because Mark Andrews, Deontay Johnson, Devonte Smith all taken right after that pick. So you know, not my proudest moment. Um, <laughs> and uh, Gus Edwards. So yeah, and then Aaron Rodgers is an older guy. Uh, Michael Gallup I took in the eleventh round. Uh, Basically, just I took a few older players with the pure intention of trade. No, no, I'm lying. I'm making myself sound smart. Um, but Robert Woods is another guy. Um, so basically, what I did was, you know, I had all these older players, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna sell them all, get a bunch of picks, and still have a young core. And 
that's just the way to go, in my opinion. Because if you can get a few young studs plus some older players you can flip for additional firsts, then you're just in a way better position than if you just had a bunch of young guys. Way safer. Yeah, for sure. Especially because, like, if you draft those young guys and then they don't hit or something happens, like... Like Cam Akers last year, if we had drafted before his injury, you know, things like that happen all the time. Yeah. It's just um, really you want to liquidate as much value as possible. And Creature, you're in a spot where you have a lot of liquidation happening in your on on your uh, all of your all of your assets are liquefied pretty much uh, other than T Higgins and. Your your team is gonna have just as much value a year from now as it does now, because if not more, because you have a bunch of picks. Same with mine, yeah. kind of, because I have a lot of picks. Uh, I've yeah probably the most in the league. Um, I think you do, yeah, probably by far. I mean, I I have five second round picks next year, and once this yeah, trade with absurd. once the once the trade with Keith goes through, I'll have six. Um, nice. <laughs> so. uh so yeah, between us two, we own half the first round next year. You own half the second by yourself. That's crazy. <laughs> oh man, first twenty four picks. It's just we own half of it. <laughs> yeah, or more than half of it because you have. Do you have any second round picks? I don't think so. Actually, I I have one. I have my own, I believe, and that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know what? We're gonna uh, we're gonna pivot here. This is what we're gonna do. We're going to actually turn this into an interview, okay? This is no longer going to be branded as a, um, you know, originally coming into this, I was thinking, okay, we'll call it like a team breakdown, team review, um, but, you know, we're just going to call it an interview, okay? Because that's all we've been doing. We haven't really, this has been more of an interview style, Um, so... Yeah, bring up bring up our 2021 draft board, our startup draft board, and we're gonna go over some really bad picks. <laughs> All right, um, let's oh god, let's do this. Let me let me open it. All right, I am here. I'm ready. All right, cool. So, um, let's start. Let's start this. Uh, oh. Yeah, there's some bad ones. Sorry. Yeah. Oh man. You can you can um, you can say it. Say whatever you want. Okay. I mean, the first one I'm looking at is Clyde edwards Blair in the second. Yep. Um, <laughs> Denver. That's pretty bad. Um, Aaron Jones with the 205. He that one. He's probably is, he's probably uh, a fifth round, sixth round guy. Oh, for sure. Right now, it's okay because he was actually good last year. Like edwards Blair was okay, and then <laughs> nothing. Oh man! So and then yeah. uh, let's let's look. Um, Alan Robinson in the third. Oh my that god! Man. <laughs> he oh my god! Pirate was the old owner there. Um, yeah, and Zeke in he, the second. Oh man! Oh that that's Ch- bad. Chase Evans in the fifth. Wow. Okay, his draft. Uh, well, if you want to see ideal. a really bad draft. <laughs> Go go to the the all the way to the left. Let's look let's look at Ginger's draft here. So one oh two. Joe Mixon was actually a decent pick. Oh yeah, it was. It was a really good pick, but that's the only one he had. Um Yep, because Chris so, Carson died. Alright, alright, let, let, let me let me let me go down the list here. So 
Ginger, all told, this is his draft. Patrick Mahomes at the 102 in a one <laughs> QB league. Uh, Chris Carson at the 301. Chase Claypool at the 412. Uh, Miles Gaskin at the 411. <laughs> Tyler Lockett at the 501. Robert Tunyon at the 612, who was on waivers by the end of the year. R- Raheem Mostert at the 701. Corey Davis at the 812. Nicole Hardman at the nine one. Oh man, the only the only two good picks I see here. Oh man, it's literally just it's Pat Fryermuth and yep. Joe Mixon. That's it. Yep. And Pat yep. Mahomes exactly. is a great player, but that's bad value in one QB. Yeah, not. not oh great man. Value. Oh man. Sorry, Ginger. I know Ginger watches the or listens to these. I think he does. I think he listens to them all the way through. Um. <laughs> so hi, hi, dude. Uh. <laughs> oh, he drafted he drafted Miles Gaskin too with a pick that I with the fourth that I traded him for trading back. He drafted Miles Gaskin. Oops. All right. Do Not we ideal. see Do we see any other horrible drafts? I think I had a pretty. Eh, I had a, Mine was okay. I mean, Trey Sermon in the fifth round was probably the worst pick in the entire draft. Um. Well, actually, turned out to be yeah. Chris Carson's probably worse though because Chris well, Carson. True. You know, yeah, he kind of he's a he's more of a back end of the bench guy now. Um, and he was drafted in the third round. Um, but yeah, my draft was oh my god, Trey Sermon in the fifth, Gus Edwards in the seventh, uh, Robert Woods in the sixth looks pretty bad, but I traded him for a 23 first, so that's pretty good. Yeah, so I mean, that's that's a win for me, honestly. Zach Moss in the ninth, <laughs> I got Deshaun Watson in the in the 10th and Aaron Rodgers in the 8th so kind of styling with those they got two <laughs> seconds and and some stuff on top of or you know for Aaron Rodgers um but oh, yeah man, you originally drafted Alberto wow in the 28th yeah I drafted nice. Hunter Renfro in the 21st too like that's crazy dang I drafted Hunter Renfro in the 20 in the 21st round and then I flipped him for uh I flipped him for two seconds from the angry cyclist and then jared cook the round before i flipped him for two thirds <laughs> um which you man, know i took dawson knox in the 20th round oh and man. then but then i moved off of him before he hit his hot streak so oh man you took tony jones he fell into the tony jones hype <laughs> elijah mitchell in the 14th actually isn't that bad and i flipped him for a 23 first too so Elijah Mitchell in the 14th is a really good move because was he even valued at that? I don't think so. I think I think once we got to that area of the draft I was like, dude, I hardly know who these people are. I was just like, let me look at what like what people have hype and someone was like really hype about Elijah Mitchell on Reddit and I was like, you know, whatever. Worked out. So, <laughs> uh let's look at some bad picks mike davis in the sixth by the angry cyclist bad laviska in the seventh oh by vv sorry vv jtex took galladay in the seventh um which he might recover some value this year but mm. potentially um man i mean michael carter in the seventh hurts now oh man i remember uh I remember I was like, I was thinking that, um, 
VV had a super risky draft. I was thinking because yeah. like I was like, dude, you took a lot of risks here. He took uh he took Swift in the third and Javante in the fourth. Yeah, when he took Javante, I was like, wow, that's a huge reach. And yeah. then it turned out to like I mean now he's valued as close to a top five running back, which is still a little high, especially with Gordon resigning. But yeah, that's crazy. Uh, Noah Fant in the sixth looks bad after the trade. Yeah. Um, Miles Sanders in the fourth. Man. Um, I'll say uh, Travis Kelsey in the second, probably not my best pick. <laughs> Actually, a pretty bad pick, but I oh, flipped man. him for two first, so. Oh, man. Yeah, it's kind of just like, oh, there's a lot of bad. And this is just, the, this goes to show that, like, 90% of your picks are going to bust. It's like, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Oh, man. these so A lot of these picks are so bad. Um. And I love how it was so like gotta, I love how it was RB heavy in the in the first few rounds and now people would crap all over an RB heavy first three rounds. Yeah. Um, there's very few running backs that go in the first, so it's it's shifted now. And I was ahead of that because I picked Jefferson in, in with the fifth pick. Um Yeah. And Which I, originally I was like, wow, that's a little bit of a reach. Like I thought he would go late first. But I mean, yeah. you got your guy. I mean, that's where he is now. now. It's yeah. I was about to say now it's not a reach. So I mean, he he's he's a he gets taken mid to late first now in startups. Um, so even now it probably is early for him. But man, I'm I'm glad I took him because now I and I took Kyle Pitts two rounds later. So. Um, yeah, that was once great. I once I take Brees, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have the wide receiver one A one B type with Jamar Chase. Uh, I'm gonna have like I'm gonna have Jefferson, who's the wide receiver one. I'm gonna have uh, Brees Hall, who's already valued as the as the running back five. Um, yeah, and then I'm gonna have Kyle Pitts, who's the runaway tight, tight end, end one. one. Yeah. So man, that's it's going crazy. Um, I was actually looking at this earlier. Did you know that Hunter Henry scored more fantasy points per game than Kyle Pitts this year? Because Pitts ne- like never scored. He had one he touchdown. He had so, one touchdown, yeah. man. He I think that I I hope at least that Pitts gets some touchdown love, you know. I don't I I'm going to be mad if he turns out to be Julio Jones. I mean, uh, that sounds wrong cuz you know Julio's amazing, but if he <laughs> yeah. turns out to be lo- like like Julio in the fact that he doesn't get many touchdowns that's gonna yeah, be sad that would be rough because tight ends need touchdowns yeah for um sure. but he scored 12 touchdowns in his last season at florida so and yeah, he did that so in like I'm eight sure. games yeah i'm sure he'll be fine especially as the offense improves like whether Ritter takes over or they get another quarterback yeah and with uh drake london too so yeah um but yeah, that 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 ends the freaking crapshoot of a segment. But it was so fun. <laughs> I love looking back at the at the draft, uh, the startup that started it all for Waterboy. Um, this league is amazing. I love all of these, all of the great owners here. We have so many uh, great dynasty players here, um, and it's been great getting to know you guys. Um, so, I mean, really, what else can I say except? Um, Ginger's team sucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, Ginger. It's okay. Um, 
I'm going to tell him that we trash talked his team on the <laughs> podcast. I'm going to tell him after I post it. Um, but yeah, that, that'll wrap it up for us. Um, this is going to be likely the longest podcast we've ever done. Um, not by much though. All these podcasts have turned into you know, the, uh, 140 range. Um, so yeah, that, that'll do it for me. Um, um, I, I thought this was a very fun episode. Um, I hope you'll do more with me in the future. Um, and you can, you can send us off. Yeah, for sure. It was a blast. Um, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed talking about my team. Hopefully, we'll get some more of the other Waterboy fantasy teams on. Uh, it's always oh, yeah. fun to analyze and have someone else analyze your team. Oh, um, yeah. Thanks so much for having me, man. All right. Yeah. You want it? You want it? You want to send? You want to um, give it your own little flair? You know, the the goodbye. You want to give it your own flair? I'll let you. Uh, You're I mean, sending uh, us off. Sure. I don't really have <laughs> one, but uh, I'll just go with uh, yeah. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.